I am Coach Corey Sartori, and this is Life Balance for High Achieving Women, the podcast. I spent 20 years crushing it in leadership and people development in luxury retail, but my personal life was a mess. I didn't take care of myself, and I used alcohol to numb so I wouldn't have to feel the sadness that was my life. Eventually, I became fed up, and I knew I needed to do something different. In 2013, I chose to start putting in the work to change my life. In 2016, I started my life coaching business and began to help other women transform their lives. I have helped hundreds of women step into their power by giving them the tools to create more self-love, confidence, and happiness in their relationships. Each episode offers ideas and tangible actions to help high-achieving women find more balance for a more fulfilling personal life. Hello, hello. I am Coach Corey Sartori. I empower high-achieving women to grow in their self-love, confidence, and relationships for a more fulfilling personal life. I am excited to talk to you today about how to have healthier relationships, and I'm going to offer you some actions to take on to help you have healthier relationships. And the first thing that I want to say about this is, and it's probably the most important thing I can tell you about relationships is if you want a better relationship with someone, you work for it. You don't wish for it. And so many of us have been in unhappy, unhealthy relationships. Many of us struggle with relationships with our parents, with our kids, with friends. And so the actions that I'm going to offer you today are actions you can use to help you have healthier relationships overall, not necessarily just with your spouse or just with your mom, right? You can have healthier relationships with everyone by choosing to take on the actions that I'm going to offer you. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because all of us struggle in a relationship. And a lot of times we choose to blame the other person rather than looking inward to what we did or didn't do. I know for me, I spent over a decade in a codependent relationship and I blamed him for everything because he was an alcoholic drug addict. I, you know, I said that he was the problem. Everything was his fault. And I never thought that I was part of the problem. I never looked within myself to see that I was also toxic. I was an enabler. I was rude. I was manipulative. I wasn't a great person in the relationship. And, and now looking back, I struggled with a lot of my relationships throughout my twenties, my relationships with friends, especially my relationship with my mom. And now that I've spent almost a decade working on myself, I have amazing relationships with the people in my life. My relationship with my husband is incredible. My relationship with my mom is a million times better than it has ever been. Um, I, now I have a great relationship with my sister and it's because I chose to work on myself and I chose to see that I was also part of the problem. I wasn't perfect. And now that I've done the work to become the best version of myself, I'm able to really have amazing relationships. Um, after I, left my toxic codependent relationship. It was, it wasn't until three years after that relationship that I realized I need to let this go. And I made the choice to have that hard conversation with him and say, I forgive you. And I let go. And I also took that as an opportunity to own my part in the relationship and say, these are my mistakes. And this is who I was and that I'm sorry. And I remember walking away from that conversation, just feeling like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. So I was finally free. And so today I want to offer you tips in having healthy relationships. So you don't have to wait 
three, four or five years until the relationship has ended for you to realize like, oh, I could have changed this. I could have made it better if I was choosing to put in the time and the energy and the effort it takes to have healthy relationships. Because like I said earlier, if you want a better relationship with someone, you work for it. You don't wish for it. The first tip that I want to offer you today to implement into your relationships is honesty is the best policy. And this also means that you're not omitting the truth, right? Because some people will omit the truth and say, well, I wasn't lying. I just didn't tell you. And I'm sorry to tell you that's also lying. So when you communicate with the people in your life, always be truthful, not in a mean way, like, oh, are you going to actually wear that out? Like that's being rude. That's not being honest. That's just being a jerk, but being kind always. And so I have a favorite book. My favorite book, if you know me, is uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. And so, right, that means being kind to not only yourself, but also kind to other people. And so this is something that I think is super important within my family. And I make sure that I am impeccable with my word when I speak to my husband or my child or my mom or my sister or my dad, because being kind with my words is very important and making sure that I choose to lift others up with honesty is valuable because I want that from my relationships. I want people to be honest with me. And so I make sure that I'm impeccable with my word. I'm honest when I speak to others and I do it in a kind way, not in a snotty way. Um, I'm also, I'm honest, honest with my mom when she says something that triggers me and I'll tell her like, you said this, and this is how it made me feel. Can you not speak to me that way again? Right. Because people don't know what they don't know. So Somebody could have said something to you a million times and you've never said, Hey, that hurts my feelings or that bothers me. Or could you not say that? And then you say it and they're like, well, why, why now? But I think just saying, this is how it makes me feel. And just being open and honest, right. Being vulnerable allows you to build better relationships with people. When my husband does something that upsets me, I tell him why and how it made me feel. And we have a conversation about it. I'm honest, right? I don't sit and make assumptions that he can read my mind. I don't take things personal. We talk about it because when you talk about it and you're honest with each other, you're growing and building a better relationship. When I make a mistake in my life, I own it. I share it with a person that may affect it. I tell them, I'm sorry, I made this mistake. How can I fix it? Right. That's having integrity. I'm honest with my son. When he asked me questions, he asked me a lot about, um, what happened when I went through cancer and I'm, he's only four years old and he probably doesn't understand, but I still am honest with him. I'm not necessarily honest about the Easter bunny or Santa Claus, but you know, he's a child. I don't need to destroy his life right now. So, you know, that might be a lie we have, but it's okay. Um, and I always tell my husband what I'm spending money on. I never omit the truth. Like honesty is the best policy. And we know that in our family, that honesty is everything. And even when it's hard, we're going to choose to be honest. So I challenge you in your relationships, be honest, don't omit the truth, be hundred percent honest. It, it will help you just build happier, healthier relationships overall. So the second thing I want to offer you today in having better relationships is to make yourself a priority. This is so huge. This is actually something I was just having a conversation with one of my clients this morning. We were talking about her relationship with her partner and that she doesn't really get time for herself because they have a little girl who's three. And so I had the conversation with her where she needs to sit down with her partner and she needs to have those conversations of, I need this time for myself. If I don't get this time for myself, 
I'm not my happiest, best self in our relationship with our kid in life. And so I need to be a priority. And this is something that I do with my husband. Actually today he is out making himself a priority. So we communicate when we need time for ourselves, right? Because we work, we're parents and we had date night last night, but I also know that yes, he wants time with me, but he also wants time by himself because that's self-care. Self-care is so important for all of us and taking time to do something that is just for you is so valuable. This is important to having a healthy relationship. I love spending time with my husband and son, but I know that I need time to be able to go out with friends or even take a nap. We communicate what we are going to do for ourselves every week, my husband and I. So I make sure that I write on the calendar when I'm going to my yoga classes, when I'm going to my spin classes, and he writes on the calendar when he's doing his yoga, um, going to the chiropractor or anything else he needs. And, you know, when he's taking care of himself and doing things for him, then I'm on mom duty. And then when I need to go to spin or yoga or do something for myself, he's on dad duty. And we support each other in making ourselves a priority because it helps us be balanced and it helps us be happy and have a better relationship. A couple of weeks ago, I don't even think it was that long ago. Maybe it was last week. My husband's just like, I just need some time for myself. And so I made sure that I made it a priority to make today a day that he could just have time for himself. So I made sure that my mom picked our son up from school so he could just do go to a movie by himself, just do the things that he needs to do. And that's important in a relationship. You need to support your partner in making themselves a priority. So the next thing that I want to offer you in having healthier relationships is communication is everything. And again, this is something I just talked to one of my clients about this morning is you have to have really good communication in your relationship, because if you don't have good communication, then you're going to have a lot harder time working through things in your relationship. When you communicate, make sure again, you're being kind with your words, be impeccable with your word. Um, sarcasm and snarky comments are not needed and will not make your relationship better. Teasing is also not necessary and is often mean and not called for. So communicate. Um, and communication is often what breaks up relationships. It's often what pushes people away. And, and this goes back to honesty as well. So communication is a choice that you need to make every day. So making the choice to communicate open and honest is work and it takes practice, but you must be committed to getting through some hard conversations so you can grow in your relationship. So my husband is my codependent relationship. He is a person I spent over a decade in a toxic codependent relationship with. And we, when we broke up back in 2012, we spent over three years apart with no communication. And in that, those three years, he went off and got sober and worked on himself. And I chose to start working on myself. I found self-development and completely changed the person I was. And yes, we had so many toxic traits in the past, but now that we have this fresh new relationship, right? The past is the past. We don't even talk about it, but we make sure that communication is one of the number one things that we have in our relationship. We always are talking things out and we have an incredible relationship right now. And we have for years and we always tell each other, you know, we're never going to get divorced when things get hard. We're just going to work harder. And part of that is working harder at communication. So if 
he knows I'm upset. We talk about it. If I know he's upset, we talk about it. If I'm upset and I'm not telling him, I finally just like, you know, it takes 30 minutes for me to say, okay, I need to tell you something, but communication is the key to our successful relationship because we didn't have that back in the day. We didn't communicate. We'd hold on to things. And then that just causes resentment and negative energy. And nobody wants that. So communication is everything. And I often share feedback with those that I love in my life because it gives us the opportunity to get things off our chest and share how we're feeling. When I'm feeling upset with anyone in my life, I make sure I say something and it's not always easy, right? It's hard to say what's really coming up for you or how somebody made you feel, but it's always worth it. So don't hold back on how you feel. The more that you have to have tough conversations, the easier it will get. So I challenge you start communicating. When I was a mentor and a coach for yoga teacher trainings, there was a gal that did one of our trainings and she shared with me that her and her husband every Friday would have feedback Friday where they could sit down and have real open conversations. And so if that's something you need to do in your relationship, I challenge you to do it. The next action I want to offer you in having healthier relationships is to know each other's love language. So if you can make sure you go online, you can Google love language quiz and we'll immediately pull it up and you can click on it. It's a quick quiz and you can find out your love language. You can find out your mom's love language, your partner's love language by having them take this quiz as well. So I know my husband's love language is acts of service. So I make sure that I do things around the house that will make him happy. My love language is words of affirmation. So he acknowledges me after I do those acts of service. Um, My sister's love language is physical touch. So I know I need to give her a hug or I need to sit next to her and just like, you know, she loves physical touch. And so I sit close to her, put my hand on, put my arm around her just so she knows that she is seen and loved. Um, but knowing the other, knowing people's love language in your life just makes them feel seen and important. So I challenge you go take the quiz. You can Google it love language quiz, and it will come up and you can just go take that quiz. It's free. And then they'll send you the email of all the love languages and where you rank, but take time to get to know the love language of those that are important to you because it can be really valuable. The last thing that I'm going to offer you, the last action to take on to have a healthier relationships is to keep your expectations realistic and having expectations can be helpful or harmful in a relationship. They can be especially harmful if you have expectations and you haven't told the other person what they are. It's important to let the people in your life know what you expect of them, right? Nobody is a mind reader. They can't read your mind. So if you don't tell them your expectations, then they're never going to meet them, but also keep them realistic. It's important not to set those expectations so high that they can't reach them. Um, My husband is definitely that person. He loves to have expectations around everything. And I'm just, I'm not that way, right? I mean, I have expectations, but not like my husband, he's different. So I make sure that when he has expectations, he is communicating those to me and our son. I always, I also tell him if those expectations will or won't be met, right? Sometimes he, Hey, I need you to do this. And I will be honest, like, well, I'm not going to get to that today. So I don't want you to have that expectation around me. So having really realistic expectations can look like expecting to go on a date weekly with your partner, getting together as an extended family once a month, uh, catching up with your best friend weekly, expecting your partner to do their share around the house weekly, and also having open, honest conversations with your spouse. Having unrealistic expectations can look like expecting your partner to read your mind and know why you're upset, or maybe wanting your friend to put in all the work to see you and you do nothing. It could also be expecting your mom to use kinder words towards you when you have never told her that when she says blank, it hurts your feelings. 
maybe thinking your kids won't be having sex at 16 when you've never been brave enough to have that conversation with them is also an unrealistic expectation. And remember, it's okay to have expectations, but they must be realistic and they must be communicated to the other person. People cannot read your mind. So those are the tips I want to offer you. And I'm going to quickly repeat those. So maybe grab a pen and paper if you want to write them down. But the first tip is honesty is the best policy. So I challenge you, make sure you are honest with the people in your life that are important to you. The second tip is make yourself a priority. Self-care is everything. So you need to make sure that you are scheduling in time for yourself so you can show up better in the world and in your relationships. The next thing is communication is everything. I think that we all know this, but maybe we don't always choose to try it on. So I challenge you to start communicating with those people in your life. And if you need support in communication, you can always hire me as a coach because I love communication and I know that it helps relationships be stronger and better. The next thing I'm going to offer you is to know each other's love language. You can go online and do the quiz love language. I think I'll, I'll put the link uh, or the website in the notes of this podcast, but click on it, take the quiz. It's so insightful and it's so helpful for you even to understand, understand yourself better. And the last thing is keep your expectations realistic, but also communicate those expectations because people don't know what they don't know. So if you don't say what you need, then people are not going to read your mind. I hope that you found value in this podcast and thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and thank you for being you. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Life Balance for High Achieving Women. I am your host, Coach Corey Sartori. I appreciate you being a part of my community and I would love to stay connected. Subscribe to this podcast and join my free Facebook group, Life Balance for High Achieving Women. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review so we can grow this community. I am grateful for you and look forward to connecting soon.